Hi, this is Suhail Banerjee and you're listening to Worth a Watch, my movie review podcast. This is the second episode of the show and today we will be reviewing Mission Impossible Fallout or the sixth installment of the Ethan Hunt show. To put this in perspective, Sri Lanka was the one-day international world cup champion when the series started and almost no one had heard of Monica Lewinsky yet. Yes, it's been a while, 22 years to be more precise, but Tom Cruise continues to carry this franchise on his now 56-year-old shoulders. 56. I have to admit that personally since the first one, the episodes in between had become a bit blurry and the chase sequences sort of morphed altogether. Yes, I did remember the Burj Khalifa scene in Ghost Protocol, that was MI4. And of course the Anil Kapoor blink and you miss it scene, which if you only followed the Indian media prior to the launch would have seemed like a credible nominee for best supporting actor. But other than that it had become a bit of an amorphous ball of action. Fallout reverses that and how. One can even make the argument that this is the strongest of the six so far. Christopher McQuarrie becomes the first director to lead two of the MI movies carrying on from where he left in the 5th edition uh Rogue Nation. He wastes very little time in dropping us in the middle of some of the best action sequences you will see not just in this franchise or even this year but in Hollywood. Yeah, that's a tall claim and I will bet a pretty penny on that. Like a good series, there are references to the past that will add to the experience if you've watched them or remembered them in the case of the series, but it can as well be a good standalone movie and you won't miss much. The biggest risk the team has taken is make Cruz look his age or at least close to his age. You see the bags below his eyes, the white stubble and the slight chubbiness of the cheeks. I mean, he's 56 for God's sake. And you know he's been there, done that and if there's anyone who can play Ethan Hunt in 2018, it's him. As always, his character reminded me of Tintin, the boy wonder who can do anything and everything and usually without any prior training or experience. He literally does the following and more in just this one outing. Jumps off an aeroplane, drives a car in a chase, rides a motorcycle in a chase, hangs on to a helicopter, flies the said helicopter in some of the most treacherous terrains, runs at a speed that Usain Bolt can only dream of, on top of some of very tall London buildings while jumping from one to the other like a skillful hurdle sprinter and much more. The best part is he looks convincing doing all of this. and as is well known by now he does his own stunts and even though you know all is going to be well you cheer for him and most do so audibly as was the case in my theater the plot is well anarchists nuclear plutonium bombs plans to destroy the vatican jerusalem and mecca at the same time secret groups and a race against time 15 minutes to be more precise. Now don't get me wrong, it's a substantially well laid out plot for a movie which knows that it's going to be remembered as one of the greatest action movies of all time and not necessarily the intricacies of the stories. But let's just say that while they focused on nailing the A++ on the action, they didn't lose hold of the story to such an extent that it fails to capture our attention entirely. The familiar faces of the MI crew like Luther and Benji and Ilsa are back as a Solomon Lane. The villain from the last film who Hunt left alive instead of killing due to his moral issues that we will talk about in a minute. Special mention to Superman Henry Cavill for going toe to toe against Cruz and holding his own in spite of an obviously less author backed role. Also, in this chemistry Cruz allows himself to appear physically the lesser of the two. 
And when you look more attractive than Tom Cruise, you know you have won more than half the battle. The women, particularly returning actress Rebecca Ferguson and the franchisee debutant Vanessa Kirby, deliver some solid performances. There's also a brief appearance by series regular and Hunt's former wife Julia, played by Michelle Monaghan, towards the end, which adds some of the tenderness to an otherwise through-and-through action storyline. Early on in the movie, there is a spectacular action scene in a pristine white bathroom with almost no ammunition or weapons, but good old hand-to-hand combat, which will shake you up and keep you engaged for the rest of the movie. There's also some references to the whispers of Cruz's sexuality with brief homosexual innuendos during this scene, which was mostly unnecessary. Once again, we see Ethan facing the perennial question of killing one he loves or even knows to save thousands or even millions of faceless people. And he does what he always does, saves both, almost all of the time, earning the respect of his boss, played by Alex Baldwin, and not necessarily getting into the good books of his super boss, played by Angela Bassett. All in all, Mission Impossible Fallout is a proper summer blockbuster which delivers even more than it promises. We get to experience Paris, London and New Zealand masquerading as Kashmir in a two and a half hours odd continuum of world-class action and cinematography. I'm going with an 8 on 10 for Mission Impossible Fallout. And based on some of the consistent feedback that I received starting something new from this episode, which would be trivia about the movies that we review. So here's a few things about this movie. One, at 2 hours and 27 minutes, this is the longest Mission Impossible film to date. Two, besides Tom Cruise, Ving Reams is the only actor to have appeared in every MI movie. Simon Pegg has been a regular since MI3. Henry Cavill was offered the role publicly through his Instagram by the director. And finally, this was the first time the F word was used in a Mission Impossible movie.